Hello everyone and welcome back to Escape to the Cinema, episode 2. I'm your host David and I'm joined by my good friend James. Hi there everyone. So this week we're talking movie news. Went to the cinema to see Unhinged starring Russell Crowe and we've also got some Netflix and Amazon recommendations for you all as well. Some good ones, some good ones. I'll keep you yeah, in suspense but... I'd say it's been a good week it's overall. It's been a good week. Aye. Aye. But um, to start off we've got some... Sad news, I'm sure everyone's heard. Um, actor Chadwick Boseman's died at age 43. Really sad. Really, really sad. Aye. I couldn't believe it. I woke up and I checked my phone and, as you know, nowadays every, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling through Facebook and every three or four posts was something about it or an article about it. Instagram was was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And no, really, really sad news. Well, when I first seen it, I was like, "Is this definitely real?" Like, yeah, I know it's, it's bad that you have to doubt this stuff now. I know, I know. Well, he is so young, and I, I think he did no hide, but he didn't tell a lot of people about. His no, no, I read. Yeah, I read a big article about how kind of he's been dealing with it for I think it was four years. Four years, mm-hmm. and um, he had quite, quite a lot of criticism, like criticism from the press about being out in public and how he was looking. And mm-hmm. when you think look back at that, you kind of realise, geez, like it makes it pretty sad to look back actually. And yeah, really bad. Aye, so it's a shame. Um, you feel like forty three is so young, so he basically is at the start of his career. Do you know? Yeah, and that's, I mean, everything that I've seen him in, I liked him in, and I'd say he had a really good career ahead of him. I'd say with the uh, kind of motivation train behind the Marvel films, he definitely could have went on to star in loads of stuff. Going back, he started in TV. I think. I think it was All My Children was his first role, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, I've I, I seen that online as well. I've never, personally, I've never watched All My Children, but mm-hmm. it's been referenced in so many TV shows that I have watched. It's I think it's like an American classic, yeah, more yeah. than anything that we watch in the UK, but... I think th- it was Third Watch was his first, and then All My Children, just slightly after, so... Yeah. But his first starring role in a major feature film was 42. I've not actually seen that. No, I can't say that I've seen it either. I've not actually seen a lot of his stuff, but... Uh, the only things that I've seen movie-wise are obviously Black Panther, mm-hmm. Massive. Uh, it was it was really, really good. Yeah. And uh, Message from the King on Netflix. I've not watched that either, actually. That is, uh, that's a good film. Definitely worth going to check it. We've got kind of a mobster vibe. Comes over from South Africa because his sisters went missing. And it's good. It's I liked it a lot. The kind of most recent thing I've seen him in is the 21 Bridges. I watched it on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's a pretty standard film, but... No, I, it, I liked it. it. Did you like I, it? Yeah, um, I watched it on Amazon not too long ago, and mm. I thought I thought it was really good. I uh, thought it was just a really well-done story, a really yeah. good film. I mean, he is obviously the main character, but he does stand out against the rest of the cast, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I would definitely say that he's a, he is the starring role of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really quite sad. Yeah, not a good one. I think uh, everyone's calling it the, twi- the was it the cast of twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is. It's feeling like it's feeling like a rough one so just, far. I nothing. It's just kind of one thing, then something else, and all these kind of bizarre things are happening. But well, but it is good to see a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, other actors, all coming out in support. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, I even seen that uh, in Fortnite they unveiled a statue. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. it was it was good. That's it's, quite sweet. Uh. It is. It's nice. It's good to see it. But um, I suppose we should try and move on to something a bit. 
Yeah, oh, not cool. to bring the tone down, but, but I did think it was worth worth a little mention. Definitely to talk about it, yeah. As someone who's, whose career could have hit real highs, but through just due to bad health, unfortunately. Sadly, yeah. So we should move on to our general movie news, I suppose. Yeah. And something I noticed on Instagram this week is Sylvester Stallone's working on a director's cut of Rocky Four. I don't know if you'd be interested in seeing that. <laughs> um, I don't think that's something that I'll be... I think if I stumble across it randomly, maybe... <laughs> uh, no, in fact, I don't even think I would watch it then. It's for the 35th anniversary, I should mention, so... Okay. So I am definitely watching it now, like, if it's such a big deal. But... Oh, exactly. 35 years? That's flown in. But um, apparently people are sad he's talking about cutting the robot, and I'm like, because this is a robot subplot with Polly or something, he's, like, in love with the, the maid who's the... Do you remember the big robot with the... Yes. It's like a Power Rangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I don't know, I mean, his quote says, looks great, soulful, so far, so... Oof, that's like a Netflix tagline. I know, I mean, soulful. It's not how I would describe Rocky film. I wouldn't, you know I mean? I wouldn't describe any Rocky film as soulful. I mean, maybe the first, I don't know, the, the kind of romance with his wife. I mean, yeah. possibly, but Rocky Four is, is just a big meme. Like, you know, with, um, what's his name? Ivan Drago, is that right? So, so, let me get this right. So, he's just releasing his just, own cut. It's just a director's cut, yeah. Yeah. So, so, it's like, I don't know if they're adding extra stuff or he's cutting stuff that he thinks maybe was too much at the time or... Okay, okay. So, we're getting like a Snyder cut of the Rocky 4 oh, the Rocky 4 films. And it is, I'm guessing it's only Rocky 4 because it's, just it's Rocky 4 that's mm-hmm. the 35th anniversary. Aye. Okay. It's a weird one to start with. I know, <laughs> I think, it's uh, strange, eh? I think he'd maybe do all of them or just Rocky just because... Yeah, I mean... I don't know if he's done other director's cuts, I've not looked up. But, nah, I wouldn't know. But I mean, maybe that's the one he feels like he needs to go back to. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though, like, Rock, I'd, I'd say maybe Rocky 3's when they were pushing it a wee bit. The first Keeps two, up at night. Aye, the, the first really good, and the second's pretty good as well, and the third's like, right, this just exists, but after that yeah. it's like... Mm. That's it, three in the morning, wife's get, wife wakes up, realises he's not in bed, goes down the stairs, he's sat in the kitchen with the lights on. Aye. She's like, what's up? He's like... Rocky Four. Rocky, Rocky four. four is what's up. He's sitting with like his Mac open with Final Cut Pro and he's like <laughs> downloading the clips of YouTube to sit and edit it. <laughs> See, this is how it was meant to look. <laughs> Maybe no. I don't understand the robot. What's he doing? Why, why did I put that? The studio made me put this robot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, aye, so, I mean, he's got enough money just to do what he likes. So. Aye, aye, 100%. I mean, fair enough. I'm just glad it's not another Expendables movie. Exactly. So, yeah. Anything else? Any other news catch your attention this week? Well, for me, the season two trailer for His Dark Materials came out as well. And I've, I liked season one quite a lot. I've not read the books, but... I only watched, like, two episodes. It's mm-hmm. on the BBC, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, BBC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only watched about two episodes. Yeah. And it, well, I didn't not continue watching it because it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I just fell away from... I, I kind of think I was busy and didn't go back to it. And just I never, kind of I never went it, back yeah. to it. So... Maybe it didn't draw me in enough to, to bring it back, but was it good, season one? I would say it's it kind of meanders in the middle a wee bit. They're like, they get to these canal boats and there's... I don't even remember what's happening at that point. Is it, it's tied into the Golden Compass universe. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Golden Compass film kind of took... I don't know if it's the first and second book mm-hmm. and kind of had an amalgamation of that, I think. I'm not sure. But um, this is definitely a better 
kind of even if it's not a close interpret a closer interpretation, it's definitely a better story the way it's portrayed. And yeah. the Golden scene. Compass is a weird one. I I remember really liking it when it first came out, and then I think I seen it maybe two Christmases ago. It was on TV, and uh, I was like, this this pretty, wasn't good. It's I pretty was, off. I, yeah, I, I I maybe shouldn't have watched it again. <laughs> I think um, I just left it as a good. Uh, memory. It's, it's not the best. It's <laughs> I think it's just quite a sloppy the way the story's told, but. The, the new one is it's really good the characters are pretty good and we've got James McAvoy as well it's yeah. a wee bit misleading because if you didn't know he's kind of they make a big deal that he's in it obviously and he's not really in it that much um, oh, okay so it's, he's still good and I think he maybe plays a bigger part later on in the series yeah. so or this season I should say and he is quite a pivotal character so I hopefully we see more of him because yeah. I'm, I'm quite I might, a, I might revisit it I might go back and, uh, and I would watch recommend it, it. Um, what else have we got? We've got they're working on a new Resident Evil series for Netflix. Yeah, seen this announcement. Uh, I think it's. I mean, it's got real potential, and what they've just done with the Witcher series mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed that. So I think if the same sticking to the storylines as the Witcher did, I really think that this could be br- this could be really good. I mean, depending on what they do with it. Aye, I mean I'm up for it. I'm a fan of the games, most of the games, not all of them. I've not played every single one, but I'd say one to four. I'm pretty, pretty big fan of those. Yeah. Do we know anything about cast? Do we know anything about? I've not actually read anything. I just saw the announcement for the season, but or the new series, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, and it's it's a Netflix release, isn't it? It's a Netflix series, aye. So. So I think they'll be able to get a pretty good cast then. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Aye. But um, I mean. The Netflix, the Resident Evil series has so much potential to just make a really good horror film, and they just kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like Silent Hill. Aye, Silent it's Hill the exact same. has so much potential. Does it ever pull it off in a film version? No. It's obviously we can talk about Paul W S Anderson all day and the kind of shit that he makes, but aye, I think for me, Resident Evil. See if you hire someone like. Uh, Lee Winnell, like Invisible Man, most yep. recently, give him like forty million dollars, which is still relatively low for. That's pretty low for a, for a, a full season on Netflix. But well, I'm I'm saying for like a, a film. Just, oh, just for just a standalone like a one-off, film, aye, yeah. like a one-off film. Give him forty million that way, it has a chance to make that back, and it's That's quite a big budget. It is, and um, like Invisible Man was eight million, and that's yeah. a lot of film for eight million. You know, so he obviously yeah. can work with a budget, so. Invisible Man was really, really good. Aye, so like, give someone like him forty million, just let him do a kind of one-off thing. Like, uh, can I take it off the first two games and just do an, an interpretation? Doesn't have to be big CGI monsters and just do it more practical and have kind of, aye, just a smarter story. I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get behind that. It's certainly something that I would watch. Because I mean, people say, well, that's not Resident Evil then, but obviously, a video game you need to have a big boss to fight but that doesn't really work in a film so no it doesn't just you, cut you, it out yeah you need uh, these kind of big bosses and that that you see in video games a series actually does it better justice aye I, I suppose it gives them more time to kind of yeah it builds stuff more out. suspense gives you it can go like a few episodes giving you a kind of little hint of what's going on in the background whereas a film can't really commit to the same amount of time aye I, I mean even if it was a one off series and it's just like a 
technically works an eight hour film or whatever that'd be yeah pretty cool well I, th- I think that's, that's what they did with the witcher i think it is just a, they're doing one season i think there's rumored they're doing a spin-off but i think they are just going to stick with one season of the witcher mm-hmm. and i think it's really good i think no one I, th- I think everyone's wanting more and that's a good time to leave it i would say so aye i mean that's what would have done with stranger things but that's a different argument altogether oh so. really aye, aye. i think they've just run out of ideas with stranger things so well, I can't get on board with that. I mean, all. I love it. You know, I love it, but it's. I feel like it was done with season one. Season two, there's really good character stuff with Hopper and Eleven, but I'd have just left it. I loved season two. Season three, I I, I felt it took a bit long to get to the kind of the meat yeah. of the of the series, but no, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed all of Stranger Things. I mean, that's the thing. I love it. It's just. I just feel like they do the same thing every time. It's like eleven closes the gate, and that's the. Well, this is the last season, isn't it? Though I think they have said I think this season said, yeah. is going to be the last one. So who knows? But I'd have probably left it. I mean, season one was good. It worked as a, like I say, a kind of standalone film. But you know, no, I, I got hooked just by mm-hmm. season one. Enjoyed really enjoyed season two. Like I said, season three, I had parts that I didn't enjoy so much, but overall, I still liked it. And um, I'll certainly watch season four the day it comes out and probably binge it over I'll a day, two days. Same. I'll be the same, but I, I did like season three. They took it in a different direction. It kind of worked as a, as a hard thing to kind of explain, but I've not seen Beverly Hills Cop 3 is a good film, but if you look at Stranger Things as the third film in a season, in a trilogy of films, it works as a kind of weird, like different tone. Almost. Yeah. I get Do you know you. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that makes much sense to anybody listening, but hopefully it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of stranger one out of the. So you say we're going to see Eddie Murphy in this season? I mean, I'd like to see Eddie Murphy. <laughs> we don't get enough Eddie Murphy these days. No, we definitely don't. I mean, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I think well, he's, he's kind of made a comeback now. So. Yeah, but he did. He dropped off for a, a while there. It was. Um, I think Norbert finished him off. For a good while. Oh, uh, no, Norbert's terrible. It's it's, it's bad. Uh, if you think Norbert's funny, I I don't know how I don't know how you can think it's funny to be honest. I may as well just kind of close the, the podcast and <laughs> yeah, leave, leave leave yourself subscribed, but just just uh, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, what was the the film he came back with? It's um, it's on Netflix. I forget. I've still not watched it. It's based on the actor for the seventies. Oh yeah. Um, What's that called? Yeah, oh, I know the exact film you're talking about, but um, I seen is it they're making a coming to America too as well. I think so. I yeah, they've been talking about stuff like that, like sequels for him for forever. Um, I think one of them was meant to be a twin sequel. I don't know if you've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen and that. It was I see, yeah, yeah, I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some posters for it, like kind of so made up posters. So he's technically the triplet of Danny DeVito and uh, Arnold. Yeah. That um that Netflix film is Dolomite is my name. I knew it was Dolomite something. Yeah. I'm like I don't want to say that in case it's aye. Aye, in case it was totally wrong and aye. it was dynamite or something. Aye, I thought because it's obviously black dynamite. I was thinking of that as well. Yeah, but it's obviously not that film. Um, it's based on the actor. I forget his name, the seventies actor, but it looks really funny. Yeah, it does. It yeah, looks it um. I think Wesley Snipes plays like a film director in it. I saw like in the the trailer. That'd be funny it just to see so what funny. Wesley Snipes is looking like nowadays. And what he's up to. He actually looked pretty good in it, but apparently he's a madman. So, 
Yeah, I think was it he got uh, got the jail for tax evasion after Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in the set of Blade Three, he just like smoked loads of weed and used to like physically like not assault people, but like push them about and stuff. And... To be fair, there's nothing you could do. Wesley Snipes and Blade is an absolute tank. Honestly, I think you could just walk, you get you in a headlock and you're like, I- I'm done. Aye. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, mate. I'll buy some weed for you if you let me go. <laughs> But um, I moving on to the the review of the week, I suppose, is Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, in a fat suit. I might add, a, I read that point. So was that a fat suit? I, I was very concerned because he had some of them titties going on. Aye, and I thought did, myself, is this is this a fat suit? Because I'm like, he's looking rough, or he's either put on the weight for this film, and I really hope he didn't jeopardise his He's done like a Christian health. Bale weight gain. I feel like the completely <laughs> wrong type of film. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm glad he didn't put himself in harm's way for. No, it's, well, it's, it's convincing though. It's really it's a good. bloody good fat suit. I was convinced he was just fat, because like, he goes between kind of, kind of ripped and he's, fat. Ah, he's a bit chunky, like yeah. He's got that kind of dad bod, like muscle though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he goes between that and kind of chubby. So, aye. So, what were your thoughts on Unhinged? I overall, I liked it. Overall, it was it was good. I think um, it was mindless. It was mindless aye. violence, mindless chaos, but. You know, I I wasn't expecting any less, and it ticked the boxes in terms of just the overall kind of zany humour. I liked it a lot. I I mean, there's lots of kind of attempts at satire and stuff in there, with like the people using their phones and, uh, I suppose, kind of spoilers if you're interested. Yeah, uh, spoilers for sure. It is exaggerated. There's a few scenes... In it, where like where the back of our car is getting rammed when she's in good luck traffic, aye, <laughs> the woman aye. next to her is apparently so busy on her phone that she won't even turn to the right aye. and see a car getting rammed. But I think that's the overall message of the film is is that actually. Well, at one point, a woman's like doing her eyelashes in the the kind of rear view mirror, and he just rams into the back and kills her. I <laughs> <laughs> rams her into the the blockade on the on the freeway, aye, and so. uh, you just see her get totally obliterated. I felt bad because we were the kind of only people laughing in the screen. I felt like yeah, uh, I think uh, I think the, the the crowd next to us on the same row as us. They are. Were they enjoying it? <laughs> no, they feel totally enthralled. Like, oh, really? I think I heard the girl gasp at one point. <laughs> I mean, the guy gets stabbed in the neck. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I, oh, didn't that. I didn't realize this was as tense for you. Like, I, it's, I mean, as the ultimate, your dad's taking a divorce. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote that joke the minute I came out the screen. I'm like, I'm oh, going to use it. that. I, I couldn't let it go. But um, no, it was, it was good. I think you have to be in the right kind of mood to watch it. Like, kind of. Yeah. Bad, it is, a bad mood almost. It's so, so it kind of describe it as like a situational movie because you do you actually imagine what you would do in that <laughs> scenario every single step of the way, and although some of the situations are so far fetched, but you do you sit there and you think, what would I do? How would I react? Or oh, I'd have done that differently. Uh, and yeah, a lot of the times you're one hundred percent right. Like you just think there's such a better way you could have went around this. But it gets you kind of thinking along those lines and gets you thinking about the film. And Aye. that's actually really good from a film that's literally about a guy with some road rage tracking a woman down that didn't apologise. <laughs> well, we should point out, like at the very start of the film, I thought we were seeing the end of the film, actually. I don't know if... Yeah, I thought it was going to be like one week earlier. Aye, like, that yeah. was the same, but at the start he um, kills his ex-wife and I assume her boyfriend or partner. Yeah, either yeah, either boyfriend or um, partner or something, yeah. Any. Like set someone well, burns a house down, setting them on fire as well, and it explodes. I don't know if it was the car exploded or something. Oh uh, no, no, I think like, maybe the car in the garage. Uh, but 
Um, there's enough things in the house to explode. Aye, I can I, I can forgive that sort of explosion. This film, aye, it was fine. this film did a good job of not over exploding things. I think there's a few aye, cases aye. where cars crashed doing. or things like that, and typical Hollywood style, they so just fire. blow up. Aye. Whereas aye. this this actually felt like what would actually happen if a truck hit a car, which was quite cool. I I think you're right. Um, there's loads of kind of car crashes and stuff that they feel quite real and they're practical there's not a lot of bad CGI yeah. or anything the only yeah. kind of CGI I noticed was a lot of the blood splatter and stuff that's obviously CGI um, yep. which is a bit of a pet hate of mine I love the, the old 80s like massive blood squib like exploding when people get shot and stuff so I thought um, I looked up afterwards the, uh, the it had a budget of 33 million I, I looked up that as well I, and mm. I think it did really well for that budget I think so as well um, Russell Crowe would have cost a fair bit to get so he's at least twenty nine million, so <laughs> Yeah. Which leaves four million for buying scrap cars and just uh destroying them. And killing like loads of dummies, I suppose, because the policeman gets wiped out at one point. Like his whole car. I like that. That was a good a great scene. scene. You don't even see it coming as well. No, that was There's a few bits where it catches you. Out, yeah, a few of the bits that make you catch you out aren't even crashes. They're no, things no. that like real life happen to you, like maybe you're driving home from work tired. You think to you, you try to jump around about and someone beeps next to you and you do you get your whole body goes tense. That happens in this film a few times, and it catches you out because we all know what a car horn sounds like, and we aye. all know when when you hear one, you kind of immediately it's like, danger. Oh, what was that? Aye, what was aye. That? And well, yeah, I, I loved it. He does point that out because he, he doesn't get his courtesy honk, which yeah, I, I, we are uh, uh, like, or he refers to as a, uh, a no, courtesy, a courtesy tap. tap. That's, that's it. Aye, because that that leads on to the horrendous closing line when uh, when she aye. finally gets her fight with him, and that was it. She says, uh, "Here's your courtesy tap," and then. Stamps in his face. Aye. I mean, I wish they'd used that throughout the whole film. See, when he's calling on the phone and stuff, he basically steals her phone at a gas, a gas station. Let's just be American today. Exactly. Like, so he I called it a freeway. I've already committed. All right, aye, let's go for it. Um, so he, he steals her phone when she stops for gas at a gas station. And um, she doesn't realise it first and he switches. I was a bit confused at first, but they kind of explain it pretty well. He switches his phone it. with her phone. Yeah, I like that a lot. So he's like calling his phone and she's answering that and he's like going through her contacts and that's how he kind of finds people to torment her with um i and what, what was that where was i going with this part of the i mean this one's on you i don't know where you were going so i, I said gas and i've just turned American. you're talking about how they change the phones aye aye so he he steals the the phone to kind of get to her kid i suppose like the school and also to be able to track her Aye, because he leaves her iPad. Yeah, he, he uh, duct tapes the iPad to the bottom of the driver's seat. That's what he does, aye. And the, the son eventually finds that, but it helps him kind of track her, because at first I was like, how's he chasing her the whole time? Yeah. And then they, they kind of explain that pretty well. Which is good, because a lot of other lazy films we wouldn't have added that. that. Yeah, exactly. They'd have been like, ah, he just chased her everywhere. But going back to the courtesy tap thing, see if through the whole film when he's speaking to him on the phone, if he was like, you should have gave me the courtesy tap. If he kept saying it, kept saying it, you're like the fuck this guy and then at the end she says it maybe it would have worked a wee bit better yeah but she just says it and you're like oh that's what he said at the start so I I really liked Russell Crowe in this I like I thought he was amazing I, uh, if honestly, you take him out it's just not worth watching yeah, I, I, it's worth actually, watching for him so. I thought it was brilliant the rest of the cast um, they, 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 they they try um, I liked I quite liked uh, Karen Pistorius she plays the, the mum who's getting chased essentially and I didn't, I didn't mind her. Uh, I looked it up afterwards, and I seen her film history, and this is her biggest starring role, as in playing a, oh, really? a main character. She was in Mortal Engines. Ah, right. yeah, yeah, that's why I recognise her. Yeah, from, I was the same. See, when we were in the cinema, I was like, 
I recognise her face. Aye. But it was Mortal, it was Mortal Engines, which, um, I mean, the film overall is okay. Uh, I don't actually remember her specifically in the film, but no, I thought this was a good kind of breakout role for her. I liked it, and she kind of bounced off Russell Crowe's character really well. I think so too. Um, you, you do feel the kind of how she starts to really hate him because she's obviously scared at first and she's like what is this guy up to um, because she just thinks he's like an angry driver but there's obviously he's that's it I mean that's one criticism I would say the film I would have liked to see his backstory Aye. I feel like it's hinted at because you see like the kind of cut to the news reports and they're like oh he was fired from his job and he had because of a workplace injury mm-hmm. and that explains his character actually really well he loses his pension and stuff I loses his pension and you just don't you don't really see it as a story, which Aye. is a shame because uh, <laughs> there is no redeeming features about Russell Crowe's character. There really isn't. No, he, he's, he, quite funny. His character's called the Man. Aye, he's not got a name. He's not got a name. This so, is this is the second Aye, review second in a row where the main character or or the protagonist, even though that's what we spoke about in the last <laughs> kind of podcast, hasn't got an actual name. That's true. Um, you don't even pick up on that because just thinking back, I'm like, oh, they probably mentioned his name in the news, but they they don't. No, so. they didn't at all. Aye. What is uh, Russell Crowe's obviously been on the scene for the Aye. longest time. He's done some fantastic movies. What is what would you say would be your favourite Russell Crowe movie? I think for me is Michael Mann's The Insider. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh yeah, I that's love a, that's that. A film. Different pick. That's a good film. I, yeah, definitely. I think it's quite underrated actually. Um, I watched that only a couple of years ago, and it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, he plays my, uh, my favourite role of his was in L.A. Confidential. Ah, right, aye. I thought, that, I think that film's fantastic. That or The Nice Guys. Actually, The Nice Guys is a good pick, aye. Nice Guys is a is a great film. Aye. I don't think people think him as this comedic guy, but he is, no. he's really funny. He's yeah, he really, does. really good, aye. He plays that kind of stiff humour, that kind of um, like really middle-aged dry. man humour. And it's, I no, honestly... Really, really good. Nice guys we good. could have picked the bigger roles like Gladiator and, and Beautiful Mind. I had the more obvious ones, but nah, I think um, uh, Russell, Russell Crowe's been on the scene long enough that that's actually one of the reasons why we went to see the film because you know Russell Crowe's not going to be terrible in it. So Aye, he's always going to be good. I it. had some faith going into the movie that I was going to like it. One thing I wanted to say as well, I, I wish they'd used. I know he is the kind of driving force. If you'll pardon the pun once again, um, <laughs> but I wish they'd kind of used the utilize his truck more because they, they kind of set that up as its own kind of character at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, the way I because you kind of see like the different angles of it as if it's got like an aye, actual face. Aye, and... aye, and it's it's kind of similar to have you seen Steven Spielberg's Jewel? His very first yeah. film. It's very. I think they're kind of re- referencing that a wee bit. So yeah, I think um, it's almost like obviously you see him basically kill his family at the start or his, his ex-wife, his ex-wife and uh it's almost as if the car is or the truck is his last possession it's his only pal aye. and uh yeah i think yeah i would like to see that it'd have been quite cool or he get pissed off and it get like destroyed or something yeah i but i it's just kind of we're thrown into this and he's a psycho and he's killed his wife and you like you say you don't get a lot of that backstory but i think it kind of for what it is it's it's fine yeah, over up my overall score for the movie, and I know I've just been sitting here singing its praises, and I and I still will. But I gave it a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. But if you were, if if it catches you in the right mood, it's almost a it's almost a nine or a ten. You think so? Yeah, I think if you were in the mood for like that kind of mindless 
just destruction and I think it, it delivers on that really well. See, for me, I know I've kind of said a lot of positives as well, but I'm sitting at a 4.5 just now for it. Yeah, I said my, my rating is a 6, but I can see how my rating could definitely go up. I can see it going up, I think. I, 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 like I say, you have to be in the right mood. Um, yep. if, if you're in a kind of mean spirited mood you'll enjoy it quite a lot yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. yeah if you've kind of had a terrible day at work and or even yourself has kind of experienced a wee bit of road rage that day Aye. in uh morrison's car park some granny cutting out in front of you, you just decide nah i've had enough you watch this you'll be like you know what i get on board with him the thing is so like he wasn't even just an angry driver they had to add in that he's like went off the rails as well so Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I don't like, think you get to, to the stage he's at just by being an angry driver. Because I watched, I, I don't even know if I watched the trailer, I just seen a clip and I'm like, alright, so he gets pissed off on the road and he like, he stalks this woman, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I we, we did make the kind of connection between falling down At and the very, very start, you kind of get that with the, the all the traffic and the people yeah. like, they're showing you stats for road rage and that was quite heavy handed, but then again, it's a... It's with it's that type of film. Yeah. yeah, it's a short film as well. Only ninety minutes. Yeah, actually. ninety minutes. So you're in out the cinema before you even know it, and it's fast enough that it flies in. It really does. I mean, I was sitting at five, but she did use a, a Fortnite strategy to to beat him, so that took over. Yeah. No, I'm joking. That, but that <laughs> no, was pretty bad. It was weird. It kind of felt quite ham-fisted, put in there. I don't know if she's just trying to like comfort or something, but I'm like, is this them trying to be clever and being like? Oh, I know. At that actually... point, like her uncle's. Fiance's been murdered. Uh, her brother's been set, <laughs> her brother's on, fire. Been set on fire, and she, she's like, oh "Yeah, we use this Fortnite strategy to to get one over on him." I think there's definitely been they've had a Home Alone style plot for the very end of that film, and they've had to cut it for like some reason. Yeah, in that yeah, house. yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, I think that's what they've been setting up for, and they've either no time or they've ran out of budget or whatever. But it's just weird to lead them back to a house with a kid and stuff, and. He's like crawling about a wee crawl space, and yep. there's definitely something. There's been an idea at some point they have like a Home Alone style ending, which is would have been cool to see. But I would say though, this is like almost, almost a perfect like Friday night cinema trip movie. Just it's silly. It's uh, obviously quite gory at times, but it's it's good. It's a trip to the cinema. You're gonna get just as much as you want out of it, and I would probably watch it again. I'd definitely say. If it, if you missed it in the cinema and it came out on home release on DVD or that, then you you you'll have just as much fun with it. I'd say you wouldn't need to be in the cinema to enjoy this. I would agree. It's perfect for watching on TV and stuff. And yeah, it's trying to be that kind of seventies eighties pulpy, almost sort of kind of exploitation type film. And uh, I think it kind of does its job pretty well. Um, I and I no, that's pretty much all I have to say about it really. So, our Netflix and Amazon reviews this week. James actually recommended these two films to me. Yeah, I kind of... We had a few to choose from, but uh, luckily I'd already watched this Netflix movie. It was like a, my Sunday night watch. I uh, kind of watched it with uh, my flatmate and the girlfriend. And it was... I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. And the Amazon movie that I picked... I had a choice of a few movies, but this came out last year. I certainly hadn't seen it before. I seen the cast. I read the kind of synopsis, and I was like, "I'll give this a chance." I think this looks really good. And it's um, official secrets. Official secrets. Start, I was waiting for you to say that, and I'm like, "Is he going to say it, or do I need to come in?" So no, again, I was just gonna. 
I don't know if you wanted to jump straight into Johanna Yase on the movie. I will uh, official secret side 2019. I hadn't even heard of it. Obviously, it was a kind of limited release for what I've. Yeah, it came out read. um Sundance. Aye, that's right. It was a Sundance release. So it's the the story of Catherine Gunn. I think her name is. Yeah, Catherine Gunn. She's um she basically leaked a memo, detailing that the United States wanted to eavesdrop on diplomats. Yeah, UN diplomats. Uh, from like countries tasked to it was it passing a. United yeah, Nations essentially they had to um they had to get the votes to so, get in Iraq. Yeah, bit, to, go, to get the Iraq war started, they had to get votes from UN because the the nuclear side of the argument wasn't wasn't working for America, wasn't working for the UK. They couldn't justify that um they had sufficient evidence that there was nuclear warheads, Aye. so they had to pass a vote from the UN to essentially justify the legality of going to war. Aye, and they were nine votes short. So. It's a story I hadn't even heard of, actually. No, like, no, I think it's because, uh, obviously, it's set in 2003. Aye. So, 2003, Wee James is six years old. Aye, he's not really that interested. Exactly. Aye. Like, I'm not I'm not watching the news. I'm certainly not keeping up with uh, political events like this. So, it's this was totally new to me. Aye, and it's, it's got a really good cast, actually. Um, Incredible cast. We've got Keira Knightley, Rafe Fiennes, Matt Smith, and is it Reese Siphons? I always get his name wrong. The, with the Welsh guy, ginger hair. Oh yeah, um, it's Reese Siphons. I'm sure that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, I think I, so. I probably pronounced him. a bit differently, but probably. But he's he's always really good. He's very funny. Like, no, it's, he's not written to be hilarious, but he's just a funny actor. I like him. It's it is an incredible cast when you consider the the budget. The budget, the film had. sixty thousand dollars or sixty thousand pounds. Was that the budget? That was the budget. I couldn't find anything on the budget. No, like. no, I read a. I read a kind of article about it, and yeah, it said I had a 60k budget. It was Film Yorkshire, I believe. Film Yorkshire. Yorkshire. And uh, no, I I thought it was it was great. It's a power cast. Kira Knightley is fantastic. I had a wee special mention for um, Adam Bakri. He mm-hmm. played he played uh, Yassar Gun. He played the, uh-huh. the husband. The yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. The husband who quite heartbreakingly halfway through, half through the movie when the government are kind of putting the the twist on Catherine Gunn, they decide to try and deport him because he is from... Is he from Iran as well? Aye, I believe so. He, yeah. was, he was technically still an asylum seeker at that point. Yeah, he was. Basically, he was trying to get his legality or citizenship and it wasn't happening fast enough so they got married. But they are in love. They, it's not a, Aye, it's not a false marriage. married either way yeah. sort of thing. Aye. And their relationship is really good. It really carries through this movie. You, you really, really do good. feel. There's a scene where she's rushing to the airport because he's about to get deported. But it's she's probably had, the most tense scene in the film. Yeah, actually. yeah. She's yeah. she's had the uh, the Liberty lawyers phone up and attempt to obviously stop the deportation. And you really do. You really kind of wish, and she makes it in time. And it's it's really tense. It's the part she's um she's at the gate and she's on the phone like I think I'm at the wrong gate and it's like that's something everybody's done with something Absolutely. you're like oh that aye. panic in her voice every everyone's had that everyone's aye. had that moment where you're getting emotional but you're trying to keep it together at the same time. I mean maybe we can't relate to a spouse being deported but not yet. Is that, is that, I know yeah but it's that kind of like, that panic they they get that across really well that's what I like. I, I thought they did I thought they did pretty much everything really well I. I especially liked Ralph Fiennes in this. I, I think you'll find it's Rafe Fiennes he likes to be called these days. Oh, sorry. Sorry, um, Rafe, if you're listening. Rafe, like the the Wraith in Hamilton here. <laughs> Big Wraith Fiennes. <face. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, I thought um, I thoroughly enjoyed his role. Kind of I, plays a bit of a. He's nice, but he's not like super nice. He's like that kind of hard but fair type. Bit person. standoffish, Aye. but. And he just kind of shows up halfway through the film. I had no idea he was in. I was. I like, know oh, she nice. walks into the lawyer's office Aye. and he's just like, oh, "Hi, Kate." <laughs> you like, he's, he's kind of like backlit, and I'm like, "That looks a bit like a." Ray finds with glass, a wee bit chubby. <laughs> oh, it is him, aye. So I was quite pleased to see. I really, really enjoyed it. I, um, I definitely would say, give it a watch. I mean, the the cinematography. When you say it's like sixty grand, I'm like sixty grand. It looks the cinematography stood up to me straight away. Um, the the start when she's walking up the stairs to the dock in the the courtroom. Yeah. With the kind of greens and yeah, it was really nice looking. Aye. It's a, like I said, if it's a, if it's a story you're not too familiar with, or if it's a kind of piece of history that you're not too familiar with Aye. it's certainly worth checking out because it delivers not just a kind of dramatized story uh because i didn't i didn't go in and fact check everything that happened as in like the uh, no the, the, i didn't check the deportation scene if that was what happened to her while she was on trial i didn't but like either, no. that that doesn't take away from the core story which can't be denied in terms of this memo that was sent across her getting done for the uh, Breach of Secrets Act. What's it called again? Breach of the Official Secrets Act. The Official Secrets Act. That's the name of the film, James. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know Classic. I, I don't know what kind of point that out, but but no, it um, it's really good. Uh, it's if it's if it's something that you sound interested in, I would definitely check it out. I gave it, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. See, I gave it a six, but I'm kind of six to six point five. I would say. So. Yeah. Kind of leaning towards. Oh, we forgot forgot to mention Matt Smith's in there as well. He shows Matt up. Smith. I know. He plays a journalist. I mean, he's not been in many big movie parts, I think but he's th- certainly been in big TV's parts. Played Doctor Who, of course. There was a big rumor that he was in Star Wars and he got caught or something. I don't know if that's still. Oh, a really? I Rise of Skywalker, or it was speculation. I don't know. But, um, I thought you were going to say he was like Daniel Craig and got uncredited, like. <laughs> I like as a stormtrooper. random storm, stormtrooper number forty-seven. <laughs> he does this thing though. I've always noticed he like. He keeps his head down but looks up with his eyes when he's speaking to people. And yeah. he seems to do that constantly like a sad puppy like Yeah. No, that's I, a bad I, I liked him in this, I, I really no, did. He, was good. he played the uh, the journalist who kind of broke the story, who went from a relatively unknown journalist to being in the public eye immediately. I like well these you see these scenes where these kind of sleazy journalists and you're like, oh, these guys are just and they're like, oh, our paper supports the war. You can't do this story. I kind of caught the accent either, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best. You know, um, aye. So, and the main guy who kind of runs the paper, the bald guy. Yeah, he's just an arsehole. I mean, yeah, you can tell he's he's just chasing a tabloid. Like he's like, it's a fucking good story. It's a fucking good story. Even though he supports the war, apparently. So. Well, no, the paper's meant to support the war, whereas you get the kind of feeling that everyone at the paper is anti-war. Aye, aye. Which, which everyone, everyone in the UK was pretty much anti-war. That was a wee bit when like Reese Siphons is leaving, and he's like, "Fuck this paper!" Or and, he, yeah. and then there's people going, "Here, here!" And you're like, "Oh come on!" <laughs> like, yeah, it's, a bit much. it's like a big bunch of Tory backbenchers, bunch of pricks. Aye, that was a wee bit. You kind of it got across that most of the people there weren't supporting it. So no, it was. I I really really enjoyed it. I'd say um, I gave it such a high score because of the budget, because of the cast. And because it was totally new to me, I went in there with again only reading a synopsis, and that was the same. I, 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 I've recommended it in person to like three or four people now, so that's a good film. That's a seven point five out of ten for me. I thought it was strange they were conducting these interviews with like the office door open, though. That was kind of well, there's, there's no door on the office. Was I, there was not? There not, I thought there was a door on it because I was uh, like, because she chaps the side and the door's kind of 
Okay, yeah. I don't know if that's just to make it work better, kind of blocking-wise, but... Or to, uh, to kind of scaremonger the people sitting outside. I mean, it could be the kind of tactic they use to make you... Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they have an open-door policy. And I, I love how they, they set you up for this massive court drama at the end. They're like, oh no, we're uh, dropping the charges. I love that because so uh, you can tell how you're kind of flustered. Aye, because they, they ask for documents that... They ask for the documents to show that the um, the, I forget the Lord name. or the judge... Who recommended it. Who be. recommended the war to go ahead... Had had who's was anti-war and was now pro-war to show that if they could prove that his mind was changed, Aye. they could prove that so basically it was at, illegal at the time of her leaking the document. If his opinion would have been it have been illegal, yeah, then she could have got off with saying, um, or she basically didn't come out of crime technically. Yes, yeah, exactly. So if if the if the judge was anti-war, then what she did would have saved lives, so she wouldn't have committed treason. Aye. If the judge had been pro-war before, then she just would have been committing treason. Aye. And they never kind of tell you the the length of sentence she did got, but it's probably one of them crimes that gets you life in jail, and it's just totally unjustified. Aye, they, they even see that in the film; they're trying to make an example of her and stuff. And yep. So, but um, I think, for, like you say, for the budgets, there is one, but they're in, meant to be in Iraq, and you're like, that's just a warehouse in Manchester at the back yeah. and you're like yeah uh, absolutely and that's where the kind of budget limitations come in you can aye. tell that's like yeah it's like a it's like a builder's yard in Liverpool aye like, <laughs> they, they pushed it a wee bit with that like it wasn't too bad but yeah. I was like mm, but it's fine no like I said kind of can't stop mentioning the cast enough because it's so big like what was it uh, Rafe Fiennes is uh, obviously probably best known for Harry Potter recently obviously kind of hard to escape that role but I personally love him in in Bruges he's really good in that I I think that that that, in Bruges is my sort of comedy aye Colin Farrell aye um, what's his name Brendan Gleeson Brendan Gleeson that's good I think anyone that knows me knows that in Bruges is is my sort of comedy it's so good He, he like kills the the wee guy at the end, he thinks it's a kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's obviously Colin Farrell's lying there bleeding out, and he's like, "No, don't kill yourself." And <laughs> I, I never understood why Colin Farrell's been shot to fuck, and he's like, "Oh no, don't kill yourself!" Like, would you know, just be like, "No," because he he's obviously in that movie. He's shot a kid, and he knows just how how shit it is. Aye. And no, I I I I, I get that. Because I, I was just kind of like, "Is he not going to just kill you if you?" Don't let him kill you. Yeah, but it's a fair fight. I mean, they set out from the start. It's going to be a fair fight. I love that bit where they're in the hotel, and he's like, "All right, am I going on go or is it three, two, one, go?" <laughs> he's like, three, two, one, go." And he's like, "Okay, you're going now." <laughs> like, it's just so good. I think it's Aye. so silly, but it's fantastic. And quite kind of, it's very kind of heartfelt as well. Surprisingly, <laughs> Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, there's a uh, there's kind of they're kind of hint towards suicide, or well, not even hint towards it. They're close to suicide. It's, is it's pretty really heartbreaking like it's it's a tough watch but as in just that scene but overall it's so funny and i love it so now ray fines i've not seen him in anything that i didn't really like to be fair i've not seen any of his theater productions but i think what's his big film is it the english patient is that right the english patient yeah that's uh kind of kick-started his career he's in a plane crash and he's Mm -hmm. in a hospital in I think it's in Africa somewhere. I've not. I've seen like clips from as it. vague as that sounds. I guess busy Yeah, he's all something. bandaged up mm-hmm. because he's in a. Like I said he's in a plane crash and he. It's kind of like a romance story where him and the nurse is looking after him. Is it? Um, I forget who's in it. What's her name? Is it her from? 
She's in the Richard Curtis films usually, though. What's her name? I can't remember. I Harvey the Richard Curtis <laughs> films, aye. Was, was it Julia Roberts? Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not her. It's um, oh, with the, the brown hair. <laughs> is it Kristen Scott Thomas? Is that right? You, you could be right. I honestly couldn't tell you. But I have no idea. He's in a, a big upcoming film for Ray Fiennes is The, the King's Man. Oh, aye, aye. That's coming to cinemas probably soon. I can imagine over the next few months it will be there. And it looks like it's the, the kind of starter or the... Um, the basis of the Kingsman movies. I am First not, one was okay. Was second right. one really hit, didn't hit the mark for me. This is the part where I'm adding the sound effect to what I think of the Kingsman films. <laughs> so if you get anything for that, it's I, I didn't even I watched like half the second one. And I'm like Elton John just keeps saying "fuck you, Poppy." Fuck you. Fuck you. Nah. Oh, but the Kingsman looks really good. I I'll obviously give it a chance, but again, I'd be very disappointed if going from the trailer if they don't kind of stick to that kind of even though it's big action it looks semi-serious Aye. whereas obviously the Kingsman has had like kind of silly humour in it and I think that would waste going off this trailer at least it would waste it the I trailer so. almost looks like a, a like a trailer for a Battlefield game it mm-hmm. looks phenomenal I think I don't know if Ray Fiennes was ever in talks for like Bond when he was younger I think I don't know if he was but I think he'd have made a good James Bond I think he'd have been a good James Bond Aye, if think... he just maybe got a wig Lost his hair pretty. Ah, the hairline's not great, but I mean, they can do stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. They can give Henry Cavill a mustache or remove a mustache. Well, mm, they can attempt to remove it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can definitely give Ray Fine's hair. I think. Aye, so I think it'd have worked. Even they can do wigs pretty good now. Well, back then maybe not so much. Yeah, but aye, so our Netflix movie of the week is. Project Power. Yeah, uh, Jamie Fox, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, another good cast. The main actress for me, um, is it Dominique Fishburne? Yeah, I thought or she was Fishback. really good. Fishback, sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Dominique, Dominique Fishback, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, she was really good. I, I, there's a few bits that jump jump ahead of themselves, like, I think she's 15... I think they say she's 15. And if, I think some I Yeah, she's, as, meant, as she's still the at school. She so. plays, yeah, she's still at school. But um, it starts off by getting given like a dirt bike, and then at one point she's riding like a super bike. It's, I don't know how that, that happens. But. Yeah, but not overall. Um, again, this is a Netflix straight release, so we didn't see it in the cinema, we just watched it at home. And uh, yeah, I, I, I actually enjoyed it, I really did. I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, I, I think, like you've already said to me, the, the style was quite quite good. Um, yeah. I, I took a lot. Of, I think it's took a lot of inspiration from from Dread, the Carol Carol Urban Dread. If I can oh, say. that's yeah. The I colors, the col- Aye, me too. But the colors, especially, and the kind of the effect when they take the drugs, like the yeah, the liquid moving and stuff. I like those effects. I think they're very kind of inspired by that. I thought the first thirty forty minutes were really good. I thought it was pretty good. Aye. I think the uh, you see Machine Gun Kelly's in it, uh-huh. and uh, that's kind of the first interaction we see where Jamie Fox goes to this like flap, this kind of block of flats in Florida, and uh-huh. it's really grungy and run down. There's graffiti everywhere. There's an alligator chained up in one of the rooms. Uh, yeah, it's really kind of dark, and I, I like the tone. I like the uh, the soundtrack was really good. It was heavy. It was. I thought it was really good. The soundtrack was fine to me. The effects are a bit hit and miss. At some points, they're a bit. Yeah. You can notice them. Aye. It definitely is like 
TV movie effects. Aye, aye, I got that. But the kind of ambitious. It was ambitious. The uh, the changing of people. Like the idea is obviously if if you haven't seen it yet, the idea is you take this pill and for five minutes you unlock like a power, like a gene that's maybe either in yourself because it changes person to person. Aye, everybody's powers different. And so we we see this carried out in a few different ways. We see one person who comes like the like a, on fire, like a human torch. We Aye. see someone who has a chameleon effect. I actually really liked that chameleon the effect. The chameleon effect worked really well. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was better than just turning invisible. And plus you can tell he's like naked as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, I like the, the bit where he's running down the street after robbing the bank and he Aye. passes by the drummer and you see like the drummer kind of pass through his body but Aye. it's kind of slightly rounded because you can see it's obviously a human physique that's going past. The initial introduction to that character is you don't see him, he like steps out from a wall and that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, when he's kind of blending in like he's I, painted. It's like a painted wall, I. Uh And then we see obviously Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he plays a police officer. Uh, we see him take a pill as well during that that bank robbery scene. It's quite hard at the start. You don't know what kind of side he's on. I because you, you think he's pretending to be a cop at first. I thought so as well. Aye, I thought then I thought that was like a pl- the, their ploy where the, the pills they were going to rob them or something. Aye, but you see his power where he essentially has kind of scales, kind of like scales. Aye, I think then the kind of invulnerability, like a bit like, like a shield, kind of skin gets I think, super strong. Aye, the, the kind of what I took from that was it's like the armadillo thing because they showed you the wee, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wee armadillo, armadillo meme yeah. video where he jumps that, out. The yeah. effects, see when he got shot in the head, they, that was really good. Again, that looked that, fantastic. It did, and it's kind of like the dread like effects with the explosions and stuff. Yeah, I like the the makeup with the kind of bloodshot eye in that. Aye, I the thought, rest of the film had like a sore eye. Yeah, eye. I, I thought it carried through really, really well. And you see a few, again, unfortunately because the budget isn't massive, right. you don't see as many kind of transformations or powers, so we see someone who can grow their bones out and use them as weapons mm-hmm. we see someone who gets super strong the big I guy think... on the ship, he's just really strong. Aye, the bold guy? Yeah, the bold guy. Aye. Uh, we also see someone who whose bones essentially turn to rubber and they can, aye, that aye. was that actually looked really good that was quite funny I loved it when his arm gets trapped under the door and it's just like, aye, flapping, like flapping about, about. <laughs> that was quite cool because he's it's not like one of the things if you're not looking closely it doesn't look that impressive but when you see the way he's twisting and kind of bending it's yeah, pretty cool looking. if you slowed it down aye. it's actually really smart aye aye and uh and then the whole kind of plot is around Jamie Foxx trying to get his daughter back and his daughter is essentially is patient zero. She's, I was going to say the same thing. I yeah, she's basically. who they're getting, getting this, these powers from, or getting the the material they use to produce these pills. I guess she's technically the the experiment is on him, and he's produced a child, and she just naturally has that. She naturally has these powers, and it unlocks. And it's not always good things that happen to you as well. I quite liked the angle that you could take it and you just die. And some people just explode. Like, yeah, you see that at one point as well. Or someone just. That she goes like subsonic temperature, like she's freezing. Aye. And if they kept they keep her in a kind of heat controlled room, and she manages to kind of stay alive until, well, she until obviously she just freezes. The room, yeah, she freezes. Aye. And I quite like that. I quite like the fact that there's. I think aye, that was quite a good effect. I think that was a sign of being smart with the budget because they have a massive fight scene. You don't really see what's happening. Yeah, you're more focused on what's happening. With her. So that was quite clever. I thought. Interestingly yeah. enough, uh, she plays Casey Neistat's date. Aye, I mean, that's a, such a strange turn up in a movie. I don't know if he's maybe he knows people who 
have worked in the film or something, or because it seems yeah. like a kind of role you'd put your friend in just to. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't got a speaking part. No, he's just again you kind of see his face. So if you recognise him, you recognise him. But Aye. let's say you'd never even let's say you don't know who Casey Neistat is, then you wouldn't even know he's in it. So Aye. and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like all oh, his friends put him in. I just mean he's maybe just showed up for fun. You yeah, know, like that sort of thing. But uh, overall, like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot you can criticise uh, on a technical aspect, but. I, mean, I thought the big guy turning into a kind of Hulk monster looked. Hi, looked a bit, looked a bit. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, didn't it? It did. I was actually going to say that. He's <laughs> got like, this one giant arm, and he's like, he, he's set up. This is a guy set up to be the kind of main villain, almost. I think he's like the traveling salesman. I think Aye. he basically goes from city to city. Uh, the kind of subplot is, you think they're just selling it to make money, but they're not. They're basically Aye. using people as as test subjects because at the start they tell them. It's free. You just yeah, yeah you just it's free. It. Just you just take the you take these, sell them to whoever you want, and essentially we monitor what happens to them because right. the bigger kind of part is if they can refine this to it works where no one gets instantly killed from it, they're gonna sell it to like a like an army or to a government or a bigger kind of big scale contract. It's technically just the the test to, to see how it goes. I, I liked his character, but it it, it was a shame that. He wasn't the main bad guy or the main villain. He works for someone, and you're only introduced to her very late in the story. Aye, like very late, because he's he comes in at the start and that kind of he's in a shipping container, I think, with the yeah, yeah, yep. Aye, and he has like a ball sack neck. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, you can tell from where where he's stretched out before his skin hasn't quite healed up, so he's got like this like seven layer neck. Aye, so like you think ball sack neck's like the main villain, but then. He's not. It's like the it's the scientist woman. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of she kind of looks like a CIA agent in that in that kind of bodysuit she wears. She just turns up, and we're supposed to kind of think, all right, this is the main big bad villain that's been kind of behind the scenes, and you don't really feel that at all. I don't think. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Um, it's not as if there's even like cutscenes where he's phoning her and being no, like, "Oh, no. we've got a problem." Or no, yeah, you, you just introduced to her on the boat. She's telling people what to do and. It's just up to you to make the connection. All oh, right, she's actually in in charge Aye. of the operation. Because um, Jamie Fox can kind of infiltrates this meeting with the one we're talking about, Casey Neistat, kind of showing up to, and um, this is when he meets Ballsack Neck for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you think he's he's going to face off, but he turns out to be an absolute coward, and he's like, "No, no, just I'll give you the money." Yeah, and, he's uh, like, so "What he's do, just, you want? do you want? Do you want more pills? Do you want more money? Do you want?" Yeah, he's a total. He's just in it to protect himself. Aye. So. And then the other people are like just stealing the pills because I think he's trying to sell it to kind of higher up people. Is that yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think she plays like uh, the woman, the Mexican or Colombian woman that he's selling it to. She's Aye. like head of a cartel, and uh, his kind of strategy of selling it is: imagine you having this power with all your your troops. Aye. So, I think the only other thing that for me didn't make sense was I understand what Jamie Foxx's powers actually were. I see these like a, a pistol shrimp, is that right? Is that even a real thing? I assume it is. I think it is. Aye. Um it's just the I think you can just focus energy and like it's basically the same way a bomb would like cause a big change in air pressure. You yeah. just I think it's the same sort of Yeah, but he's like, he's like whipping around this like kind of fog gonna, thing. I thought the implication was it would just kill everyone within the I, kind of vicinity I, of the, the I, explosion. Including themselves and the girl. Aye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally thought he was going to blow a hole in the ship. He was going to go, like, subatomic. Just go, boom, <laughs> I, like. That was my kind of taking from it, but 
I this is if he can control it all of a sudden, but before it killed everyone because he couldn't control it. Yeah, because yeah, the whole time he's like, "Don't let me take a pill. You don't want me to take a pill." This I'm, is my last resort. Ah, this is the last resort. This is the only thing I can do that's left. And um, I don't even know how many pills Joseph Gordon-Levitt had at the end because he seemed to have. Well, he took. He had the, obviously the one took at the bank, and then he went to buy some more, but he couldn't buy any. I think he only had like two. Because there seemed to be more than five minutes he was running about. Yeah. And he's running about the ship meant to be like stealthy and he's shouting, Robin, 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 like screaming you like, and then I get, she's like, it's a guy behind you because she's on the microphone. Yeah. That was quite a cool fair, scene, but yeah, that's just a wee nitpick, you know. No, I, I, can, I can totally see it. Like you said, if you, if you start digesting this film or picking it apart, you're going to find a lot of things that you're going to be questioning or Aye. that weren't so good. But at face value, first watch... I, I wasn't I wasn't put off by it. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, just for watching it on like a Sunday night. So, yeah, my kind of my kind of overall score for it was probably like a five, five and a half out of ten. I was sitting at like a five. I would say. Yeah. I felt like the the humor was good. It didn't feel forced at all. I felt like the humor was pretty good. And um, j- just the ending was pretty weak as well with the daughter. You don't really feel the kind of no. You don't the feel the kind of weight them. of it. Yeah. Um, and it had that kind of fake out death, the kind of J.J. Abrams like super blood for Star yeah. Trek 2 or in, Into Darkness, um, which you can see coming a mile away. But Yeah, there's a bit when she kind of walks, she's in her cell on the ship and she walks by this plant and she hovers her hand over it and the plant comes back to life. Aye. And yeah, in fact, quite, quite comically uh, when I was watching it, uh, Emma, my girlfriend, pointed out she was like, oh, she's going to save his life at the aye, end. Aye, That is very kind of obvious. Yeah, and I kind of joked, I was like, oh, could turn it off now then. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it did come true because it was very predictable. Aye. I mean, it's, it's probably, there is worse stuff you could watch on Netflix, you know. There's 1,000%. There's a movie called Six Underground. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's absolute horse shit, but. Aye. I mean, I so I'd say like I, five. Five, five and a yeah, half. Yeah, five, five and a half for myself as I'm well. I'm more towards a five, but... And, uh, again, you might be listening to that thinking, hold on, you just said it's it's okay, like... But, again, it's straight to Netflix. You I was not actually it. paid to go in and watch it. And Aye, exactly, like... You know, spent, like, 20 quid on a popcorn, you know, so... Aye, we're, not we're sitting here, well, Netflix is, like, £7 a month. Aye. So, it works out that I've probably paid, like, 22 pence to watch this film, so... I mean, if that, aye, so... <laughs> Which uh so that's yeah five five and a half for myself and che- I'll check it out I would. Aye, no I would, I would recommend it just for a general watch. It's a kind of film you you sit with your dad and he's gonna enjoy it. I would say. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'd say so. It's a kind of <laughs> it feels like something that you'd end up on the Sci-Fi Channel in a few years. Aye, aye. I mean, it's no. I don't know if the two of them have just had a contract to fulfil with Netflix. I don't know if they've got like. I reckon so. I can't, uh, Netflix seems to do that where they don't seem to get an actor just for one movie. I mean, Jamie Foxx makes it kind of clear he's like, I'm out. So I don't know if he said just a one picture contract. And yeah, maybe. So. Maybe. I, I, I like to see, I, I, I enjoyed Jamie Foxx in this movie. I quite like. I like he's always good. He's He, he plays kind of. He does comedy really well, then he switches to the kind of serious straight guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he always kind of plays uh, a role around the police quite well. Aye, aye. I like the the scene where he's getting her to rap for him, and he's like, he's really impressed. Yeah. He's like, oh damn, it's so funny. I, I actually I like love that. the uh, see the t shirt you put on in that. 
the, uh, the adult the t-shirt, adult t-shirt. We, there's wee like, I love clever it. things like that aye. i love it aye. i would uh i'd happily have that t-shirt myself aye actually she takes him to i think it's where her mum works yeah it's the um i think it's the the vets where a mum either volunteers or she works i assume she volunteers because i don't think they can afford her surgery that's the whole no that's, that's that's the reason why um that why she's selling the drugs in the first place is to try and save up for this a surgery some surgery because her mum's obviously quite ill uh, it's actually I actually really enjoyed the scene with Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he comes out the bathroom with a towel on. That was like I I forgot about that scene. <laughs> I thought aye. that was pretty good. That was good. Aye, he's like pretending to be her boyfriend. Hi, <laughs> you you tell me you guys don't think I'd be with her. Like, aye, I thought aye. it was really funny. Aye, he he does comedy well. Like he, he's quite a he's got a lot of range as an actor. I would say. Yeah. He's similar to kind of like Ryan Gosling. He plays that really quiet, like stern guy. Then he can be super funny. Yeah. Aye. I'd like to see him in a, a few more things. I'd like to kind of look up what he's he's got going on in the future. Aye, I think he's kind of he's moving towards kind of writing directing. I think that's his. Oh really? Well, I think he likes to do that. I don't know if he's. I'm not saying he's going to stop acting, but I, think I mind. I, w- I watched a, a film with him in it. He played a, a bike courier. Oh, I don't know. Is what it that transit is. or something like that? He plays like a New York bike messenger, and mm-hmm. he rides a single speed, uh, and he uh, he witnesses he witnesses a murder. Or he, or he picks up a package for a dirty cop. Oh, right, right. And uh, it's a kind of race across the city because he's getting chased. And uh, it's, it, was, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I'll need to look that up. I, I know, I need, to, of... I need to quickly check what the name of that is. In other news as well, we've got Tom Cruise running about cinemas, screaming when he's uh, watched that film. Oh, I know. Seen that. Went to see Tenet and <laughs> so dramatic. He loved it. I mean... See, can you imagine if he'd done that up here in Scotland in a, in a cinema? Somebody's sitting trying to watch one of the film, one of the most confusing films of the year that you can't hear half the time and Tom Cruise is sitting. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> being in that screening and you're like trying to work out what's going on and up behind you you've got Tom Cruise. I love movies. <laughs> I love movies. Run up and down the aisles. You're just like... Oh, sit down you wee fud. That's, <laughs> that's what you could get up here, you know. That movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt was called Premium Rush. Oh, I don't even think I've heard of that. And uh, I liked it. So. You seen Lincoln as well? Uh, I've yeah. seen that in the IMDb. Yeah, again, looking at his filmography, he was in he was in Lincoln as well. But yeah, that, i seen that Tom Cruise article <laughs> and i seen it kind of it blew up because he put it on his Instagram and that sort of stuff. And I mean, heck, he's, what is he? he's super into his Scientology. He's probably, he's probably more knowledgeable than I am. He probably fully understood Tenet. He's probably... Probably knows that stuff in real life, but <laughs> Aye, they've probably got that kind of. They've probably got the algorithm hidden, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "This is how we done it. How does he know?" Hi, Tom Cruise is sitting there just watching other people watch it Aye. and be like, "They'll never know. Aye, they'll never know. This is how smart we are." <laughs> Aye, but I mean, fair enough. If, I think he went with Christopher McQuarrie, if the, yeah. the screen night. I think. I seen he went, he went in London. I don't know why he's in London. Are they filming? Does he I live think in London? I think I'm in. I'm, I read, read an article at some point last year where he spent New Year's in like, in like a little pub in like the Lake District. Was that I, him? I don't know. I, I don't know if I've. I don't think I've read that. But I think he's, he's obviously a, definitely got a home here. Aye, because he seems to be in London quite, quite a, a lot. lot yeah, in the focus. And like, he's been here obviously for filming locations for probably some of the Mission Impossible movies and. Aye, uh, they, they've been in London a few times for that live die repeat movie I think that was shot in well it takes place in yeah London, parts so. of it were definitely filmed in London Aye. so 
I mean, that's pretty cool. Aye. I think a lot of actors do like living in England, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't mean they all live there, but they all seem to have a soft spot for the UK, so. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's just very different to America. But I can't imagine just, uh, I mean, again, I, looking at the Instagram clip, it didn't look like it was like a special screening of that for him. No, no. Like, I can't imagine, like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. See, if I was sat in the cinema, turned around, I was like, was that... Is that Tom Cruise? I mean, he's got a big mask on. I don't know if it's high. high. I'd have to, like, uh, kind of close one eye at a tie and c- compare each <laughs> side of his face, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that is Tom Cruise. Like, just, <laughs> if you see his tooth, just let me show you the tooth. <laughs> the big tooth in the middle of his head. Can you smile for me, please? Smile, son. No, can I take the mask off? We've got trailers on just now, and it's, like, cut to something quite risky. Would that be the risky, word? exactly. How's this on YouTube? That should be getting... That's demonetized 100%. Yeah, we have, um, as inspiration for the podcast, we like to put on upcoming movie trailers in the background, the uh, the good, the bad, and the suspect, because this film is currently being advertised. Can't tell you the name of it just yet, because we're halfway through the advert, but it looks terrible. It's some sort of romantic comedy, I assume. Yeah, some coming-of-age teen movie. Yeah, quite literally, for the last scene. But, yeah, it's quite good. It's, uh, it's interesting to kind of just randomly be reminded uh obviously with this cinema trip we get trailers at the start of every movie as you're all as all aware because you all go to the cinema as well but the uh the trailers that i took note of was we've seen the first or oh, i seen the first trailer of the candy man i hadn't seen a, a trailer for seen that it either I, that was the first i've seen uh, it looks like it has potential but it certainly looks like it could go down the very cheesy avenue i the, there's some very suspect CGI I think I don't yeah, know if all the wasps. people always say like oh the CGI is just work in progress but a lot of the times it just stays the same so it's like CGI bees and even his claw when he's in the mirror that was like CGI and stuff. I'm like yeah. I did but I think it's because like, in all of his reflections he's obviously the candy man mm-hmm. and it, yeah like I said for me it looked a bit cheesy I mean, it looked a bit like a silly slasher movie instead of which could be like it looks like they're going for kind of serious though. So that's it. That's, that's why bad. it didn't Aye. fit the tone of what was going on. I mean, for that effect, all you do is cut a hole in the wall and swap the guy. Yeah, I am. I'm always a bit apprehensive about horror movies, though. Aye. I, it's uh, probably the last kind of film genre that I tend to go and see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I think the last, I think the last straight up horror that I seen in a, in the cinema was Hereditary. I think. Probably the same with me because I went with you to we, see uh, that. We went together, Aye. and um, so unless unless I see more, unless I, I get more excited about it, the Candyman's probably not one that I'm going to see in cinema. Aye, I mean, depends on the reviews if they're just horrendous. Very true, very very true. But then again, podcast life, David, we're Aye. just going to have to go along. We'll have to suffer for our That's audience. It. We'll spend the five pounds, and you guys get the the great podcast. Aye, I mean, I think we had. 30, I think we've got 39 downloads now. Or yeah, listens. I think... Uh, so I've listened to it uh, 33 times. So. I, think I, I think I listened to it six times. Aye, so, I mean, <laughs> maybe we've had a view, I don't know. No, I think uh, I think those of you who have, have came and listened listened to our first podcast, obviously big thanks straight away, actually got more listens than, than I was expecting. And the same, aye. It's been quite fun chatting to some people who have gave it a listen. Aye, I mean, I've had pretty good feedback um i was i was pretty nervous the first week and i'd done like a 
nine hour shift and came straight here and stuff and I'm like, Oh what a great start to the, the we first had podcast. A, we had a few interactions through the social media. We had uh, a friend of ours comment that we should uh review the absolute classic nineteen ninety nine Godzilla. That's a shout out to you, Jack. But um that needs a whole episode to itself. I mean, I, I, what a correction, say 1998. Well, 1998? I'm just like flexing my knowledge. You know? Oh, absolutely. I feel flexed on. I mean, that's what we're here for, just to talk movies and exactly. one-up one each other. Correct each other. <laughs> exactly. So I will do that for, for Jack. Oh, just for Jack. Just It'll a wee special a, episode. In a wee future episode, you'll get a special wee section for yourself. We could maybe even do a, a commentary if people would listen to that for the film. Exactly. I'd be up for that. Happily uh, do a kind of live recording. We'll sit and watch it and discuss it as we watch it. Get steaming and watch Godzilla. <laughs> I think you'd have to, to watch it. Uh, I think you would. Because it's so good. <laughs> I stand by that. I'm going to tell everyone right now, if you're going to listen to this and be like, oh, I can't wait for James to slag that movie... It's not gonna happen. Well, that's a good thing because I think it's horrific. So it'll be a nice, a nice <laughs> contrast. It won't just be us sitting saying, "Oh, well, we really like this film." Um, so I. But going back to the uh, the trailers quickly, mm-hmm. uh, it just reminded me we've seen the the first trailer for Death on the Nile. That's right. Aye. Uh, obviously, Gal Gadot stars. Um, what was his name from Tenet again? Plays uh, the main guy. Ro- in- Robert Pants? No, no. Oh, John David Washington. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> so you mean the director and star Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Aye. I think uh, I-, I really enjoyed uh, Murder on Express that came out uh, two years ago, three years ago. I think it was known for I th- It must be at least three. I think it, it was about three years ago. I liked it. I think there was a kind of overuse of CGI and green screen. We did talk about that yesterday. Yeah, I think that because... A kind of justification for that was when you land a cast that big, and it was a massive cast. Uh, it could be to do with just having them all in the one location at the same time and stuff. So, yep. uh, I mean, that but was maybe just. Definitely, Iowa looks to take off from that. Again, it has a great looking cast. The story looks really fun. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed the first one, and this trailer left me excited to watch the rest of it. I, like, I thought it looked, even just visually, it looked like a step up for, yeah. for the, the first one. Kind of again, close quarters filming location. Aye. Uh, looks tense. Looks, it looks really good. I liked the uh, death in the Orient Express and oh sorry, modern and um, this because they're they're very fitting in the era that's meant to be Aye. set in. You, kind of, you do feel like you you you're there at that mm-hmm. time period. Aye. But no, I'm excited for that. I think uh, the only other one that I kind of had noted down was obviously Wonder Woman 1984. Aye. Gal Gadot uh, again. Yeah, Gal Gadot again. Uh, this one, for me, looks looks a bit risky. I really liked Wonder Woman, the first one. I still film. haven't seen it. I need to watch it. Um, I think you'd like it a lot. I was just kind of done with DC. Not done with DC, but like I'm like, this is just, I know what it's going to be. But it did get a lot of good good reviews, so yeah, I really I, should I, check I, it I'd out. give it a good review. If I was to, uh, we'll, we'll probably do that in a future episode. Well, by the time these come out, David might have watched the first yeah, one. Hopefully, I. And uh, and then no date. We'll probably end up seeing that, that in the cinema. I would assume so. I, I would assume so. I. So, uh, no, the the trailer looks a bit. I think there's there's some good. Obviously, I'm a big '80s guy, so there's some good '80s looking stuff. But it's that CGI cat thing. That CGI cat. That CGI cat, mate. Honestly, <laughs> we both looked at each other. We were like, 
Oh no. And that's not going to get any better. That's no work in progress. It's no. just going to be the same. Do you know what I mean? It's... No, absolutely not. So. But I, I'm not too clued up on the comic book kind of universe behind is. Wonder Woman, so... I love the kind of, like, riding the lightning with the whip. That looks Aye, really cool. That looks so cool. Aye. There's, that's what I'm saying. There's some cool visuals in the stuff on the jet. Um, when the, like, the lights are going, like, zooming past them and stuff. Uh, I think that was pretty cool. Did you get distracted by a trailer again? I did. The, uh, <laughs> the tagline for this was, uh, Masturbatory is the best therapy. That's um, what's her name from Stranger Things? Yeah, um, she plays the sister. Oh, I can't remember her name. It's what is her name? The one who goes out with Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> that's so annoying. I know. Gosh. I keep thinking Kathy, and it's not Kathy. Anyway, we are we keep getting distracted by these trailers. One day, hopefully, you'll get to see it. This this is. It's a pretty it's a pretty raunchy advert, <laughs> by the way. Just waiting for the uh, actual name of the movie in case any of you want to check out the trailer. I'm just waiting for her name because it's annoying me that I... Do not watch it with the parents in the room, I'll tell you that one. It's not Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just very immature. I think we are very immature, but I think that's what this film is appealing to right now. Oh, she's, uh, did you see that Home Alone 2? She had that on top of the... Oh, <laughs> no. oh, oh no. we can't see it for the uh, previews. Called, yes, something, yes. Oh, I'm... what's the big shark guy? Is oh, that that's a fake for the thing? Uh, no, that's for the new Suicide Squad. Oh, I've not watched that yet. That either. Suicide Squad, that was. What kind of film fan am I? I've not even watched the Suicide Squad trailer. That was released in the DC Fandom event. I love these fake thumbnails for YouTube oh, videos. I love it. Anyone who watches uh, compilations compilations of trailers. of trailers on YouTube must know the absolute clickbait. Nancy, uh, her name's Nancy. Nancy. I just keep, I was there never gonna, I was not going to focus until. I, I'm going to quickly check the name of that that film because that looked that looked something real funny. It looked like very early two thousands um, with the technology they had, and she had like Home Alone two on top of the VHS player. Oh, we've got a Morbius trailer as well. I'm just trying to fill the dead air. It's uh, called Yes God Yes. All right. And it's uh it's a film about finding yourself in the uh the, in the crudest way possible. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's all about a Catholic teenager in the early two thousands discovers masturbating for the first time. Right. I mean, pretty relatable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyone who wanna check out that trailer, it's a good laugh. And hopefully our grand's not listening to this one. It actually says it came out in 2019. 2019? I know, I want to quickly check when it came out in the UK. It's cause... possibly been delayed with... Yeah, the Rona. The Rona. Speaking of which, I was doing a lot of coughing, but I'm pretty sure I'm okay. No, you can uh, you can watch it right now on YouTube for £3.49. Really? Yeah, I think I want to actually go check this out. <laughs> Has it just been a kind of low-budget thing that's came and went? If you'll pardon the pun. Yeah, but it's got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like the third... And 71% on Metacritic. That's the third joke I've made tonight about, like, sex, and you've just... Whoosh. What, about sex? Aye. Run it past me again. Wait. My brain's, like, um... Needing a reboot. 
I said. <laughs> I get so distracted with the, the TV and stuff. Ah, I think the trailers, I think we might need to have to bend them for because we do end up getting a bit distracted by I, them. Um, no, I say this is one of these films that just came and went. I feel pardon upon. Oh. I see, sometimes I'm so subtle, I don't even get it. That was subtle. I should have got it, though. And I made the exact same joke earlier. Hopefully the listeners got it. Hopefully. I mean, maybe I'm just not funny. I've never considered that fact. I mean, I think you're funny, David. Thanks. Hopefully the people only just tell me that in real life as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this has been our second episode. Episode do. Thinking of, thinking of names, thinking of Russell Crowe Road Rage. Russell's, what's the name for fat but starts with an R or angry? Robust. Robust Russell's Road Rage. I mean, some, I like the alliteration. Yeah, I like the I, all the, all the R's. Speaking of alliteration, the marriage, has he got like a gimp mask on? No, it's a... Uh, it's the, the the new Minions movie. Take your mind at the gutter, Dave. Aye, ah, it's a Minions, <laughs> it's a kids' film, come on! But it does look like a kind of... Am I not right about that? Um, If it wasn't animated, I'd agree with you. But yeah. Aye, um, the, the original, or the title I had in mind for the podcast was Motion Picture Pricks, that was my idea with the alliteration, but that's kind of hard to recommend to you. It is, exactly, like imagine... You're at your walk and you're like, hey, check out this podcast. It's a motion picture. Pricks. <laughs> motion picture. What is it? It's the last word. Pricks. Pricks. Pricks? Like, like films? No, pricks. <laughs> like a bunch of pricks. <laughs> That's what my dad said. I let my dad hear it and he texts me back. The first thing I sent him, the artwork, and it obviously says Escape to the Cinema. Yeah. And his response was, fuck the cinema. And I was like, oofed. And then... The second response was... Do I want a square go? I mean, he might. I don't know if he'd want to come on the show, but... In fact, I don't want him <laughs> on the show, so... Um, but he says... What was the second thing he said? A uh, couple of fannies. That was his next one. Oof. And then he's like, just kidding, I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't respond, so he thinks I'm pissed off at him, but... Aye, it's all good fun. I'm starting to think of a funny name. Russell Crowe. I'm so glad it's a fat suit. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I did. Ah, oh, honestly. And he's like grunting. He's like growling. He's like... <sighs> Heart disease and road rage. <laughs> <laughs> Two very bad combinations. Killed in a pancake shop. Aye. Exactly. What was the thing he said? The courtesy tap? I've never heard of that. I don't think we can do that. We're horns here. Oh, you can. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just too heavy-handed. Okay. <laughs> beep, beep. I've done that before. Yeah, what a courtesy tap here, son. <laughs> he's like talking with his lip it. That's why he's like really heavy breathing. He's like, I'm getting nah, my courtesy tap. Apologize. We can good. go back to square one and hit the reset. Yeah, hit the reset. <laughs> She's like, she no, should have just, She should just have apologized. I mean, to be fair, if somebody is that kind of reasonable, you seem reasonable to I'd have apologized. I mean, I'd have been like, mate, you seem like a nice guy, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, the fact I that mean, he said sorry first. I so. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I no. get that she's stressed in that and she's having a pretty bad day but she has no idea what a bad day is. That's his... Um, that's the tagline. That's his tagline. Yeah. I'll show what a bad day is. What, who's it, it It confused me. Did she phone the school pretending to be... No, no. She phoned the school to say that um, obviously he was threatening the son. Ah, right. That's right. why they locked down. Which makes perfect sense. Aye, it does. Aye. No, that kind of worked. The only thing I got was when the son's in the car and stuff I'm like, just drive to the police station. 
then the kind of solution for that is, oh, we'd never outrun him. And I'm like, I yeah, would. I think, though, the risk of that is, yes, let's say they go to the, they go to the police station Aye. and uh, then obviously they're safe, but he's still got the phone. So if he if he's able Aye. to get to like her contact before they can send like a police kind of watch, Aye. like he might head to the mum's house off her quickly, might head to Aye, the, the husband the ex, or the ex-husband quickly off him by the time the police have actually been able to get there. So I can kind of understand because at that point she does think that if she listens to him she'll be safe aye no no aye that does make sense actually oh let's offend some people and say we don't like Top Gun since Top Gun 2 is on oh the, the Top TV. Gun 2 trailer's on when's that now coming out that got delayed summer 2021 I believe summer 2021 but the thing oh is oh my gosh right I don't like the first Top Gun but like I said I respect the aerial photography is amazing but this actually does look like it's it could be good if they lock in a decent story. I disagree fundamentally. I'm going to give at it the a end chance. Of the, at the end of the trailer, they say, can you fly in space? <laughs> and then and then you That's see him. That's practicing for his space film. He's going in his space with Elon Musk, apparently. Yeah, we, we discussed that. I think I, I'd actually I'd actually be all about that, to be fair. I mean, I'm all, you know how much a practical effects guy I am, but I'm like... Nobody's really going to notice the difference that you're actually in space. No, but, <laughs> yeah, but we, we discussed some ideas for a movie you can make in space, uh-huh. and we came up with a pretty solid one. Anyone listening out there that wants to chuck us, like, I don't know, 200 million, we'll make a good film. I, I could do it for 180, I'd say. 180? I'm good with a budget. Yeah. I'm actually a filmmaker, I've not promoted that yet, so... <laughs> David McCann, filmmaker. Filmmaker, well, filmmaker in quotations. Quite literally says it on his t-shirt. It actually does. But no, Top Gun Maverick or Top Gun Two. It's uh. You're flying in space now. It's so. on my shit list right now. I think it'll be good. I don't even know if he's space. I think it's like high altitude. Well, that was uh, David. You just seen he's wearing a space helmet. I know, but it's like it could be a high altitude helmet. Is that the why is it fantastic? I thought it was some Fantastic Four trailer. Remember the? Because it's the exact same shot at the garage. I'm like, <laughs> I actually think I've got some sort of brain injury at the minute. But yeah, this has been. Podcast number two, mm, second number recording. Two. Uh, it's been a good laugh. I've had a great time. I've had fun. I've, I feel like I've been more. I've came at my cell this week. A bit more chilled, yeah. A bit more laid back. Uh, not as nervous as the first time. First time chill as everyone gets. But yeah, episode two. Episode two. And hopefully we'll see all of you and some new listeners next week. Exactly, and you'll, you'll see a catchy title. We'll, we will come up with a good one. It'll be so good that iTunes will have to censor it for being offensive. That's it. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not looking to offend people, but it should make you give a wee chuckle. Hopefully. That's our goal. This has been Escape to the Cinema, second podcast. See Thanks you all. for listening. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Hopefully. I'm just, I'm just stop saying hopefully. <laughs> Please come back. Let's just do that outro again. <laughs> run it back. <laughs> run it, run, run, run it back. <laughs> I can't do that. So nah. I think I'll cut that. It's pretty cringy. Or I'll leave it in and you hear me say I'm going to cut that. And Vanilla spice over there. <laughs> Vanilla spice. Stop bullying me, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been Escape to the Cinema, second ever podcast. Hope you've enjoyed. And thanks for listening. Catch us next week. <laughs>